0: Hi, thank you for joining me today. My name is John Newby. This is John 2020 Apologetics and Lion and the Lamb podcast. And y'all know that I normally do talk more politics on this podcast and what's going on with Bud Light and Legos. Legos is just now getting thrown into this. This is now 414 2023. So right now we've seen about an $8 billion drop in sales from. Bud Light because they endorsed uh, Dylan Mulvaney who is a man for the last year has been living as a woman in his own mind and uh, yeah there's been a lot of backlash um, you know, we'll talk about this briefly and then we're going to continue our series on Jesus is God and uh, how to refute a common um, you know, objection to him uh, calling God the Father God Which means that he can't be God if he calls God the Father God. So we're going to talk about these two things, vastly different, I know, but uh, I wanted to touch on this, and then because the majority of my my energy does go to Jesus, and yes, I definitely talk more politics on my podcast and on my YouTube channel. It's still all about him, still all about him. So Dylan Mulvaney, you know, he's uh, yeah, he's this is just a perfect example. Of what happens when you turn from God and our country is doing that our country is doing that but it took I guess beer to get everyone kind of riled up and you know I'm like whatever I'll take it I'd rather it be about something else about the mockery of Jesus or something like that but if this is what does it then this is what does it and so be it I think that uh, you know, people are starting to get enough of this Women feminists are also burning their bras because this same man who thinks he's a woman, Dylan Mulvaney, is sponsored by Nike and wearing a uh, sports bra. And it's disturbing and it's disgusting to see a man dressed like that. And uh, they're burning their bras. So feminists you know historically have attacked Christians because we are the truth we are the salt of the earth we are the representations of Jesus and there's gonna be a a spiritual war between us okay so I know that I know that but once they're uh, you know manifesting demons get off their own eyes and their own minds and they really think about it it's the far left that is their true enemies It's the left that wants to put men into women's sports and put men as the woman of the year and everything else and take over and uh, try to put women into a subsection. I mean, I'm a competitive uh, strength athlete. I'm about to compete in a pro show and a powerlifting meet at the end of the year. And my daughters most likely look like they got the strength gene as well. I have a younger daughter who's 13 is extremely strong and it's going to be very um, uncomfortable to watch her if she has to compete against men in this new world that we live in but yeah, anyways we're not the enemy, we are spiritually because we are, you know, we represent we're, we're under Christ but you want to look at it political wise no, we're not we're not, and I know it's brave to pick on Christians who turn the cheek, but in reality, it's it's not us, right? Because we don't fight back. But some of us do, and I'm one of them. And I, not to go off on another rant. When you look at the early church fathers, the early church fathers were definitely, especially pre-Nicene fathers, like first, second, third century. They didn't play around. Just look at Saint Nick, who we think is Santa Claus. Just just go look into him. They laughed at death, punched people. I mean, they were rough and tough men. And we need a little bit of that grit. We need a little bit of that, you know. But anyways, yeah. This is, I think we're starting to get enough of this, man. Yeah, I think that it's always been about the kids. It's always been about the kids. Always. That's the end goal. The end goal is, yeah, coming for your children. They are. They are. When you under a demonic belief system it's all connected all this sexual promiscuity all this sexual sin it all comes down to kids that is the be-all end-all it's the golden calf whatever it's it was the pinnacle of Maalok and Baal worship in the Old Testament and they still do it today and America's is doing it in its own way with the abortion clinics it's what it is it's the, it's the worship of death All this leads to children. The sexualization of children and the death of children. That's what it is. So I'm happy to see that we're starting to to have enough is enough. And uh, if you are a uh, you know a uh, beer drinker then I recommend you not buying anything from Anheuser-Busch and because Christians have you know not bought stuff in the past out of protest and then We turn the cheek and slowly come back to it. We need something with legs. We need to show that we're not for this anymore. Because it's not just a man dressing up as a woman. It's all that stuff connected to it. It's drag queens showing up in schools and libraries. And teaching kids about anal sex, oral sex. This is real stuff. They're mentally ill. They need help. And I don't... I do, I do blame them to a certain degree, but I blame mostly the politicians and the society and the media and the social justice warriors who use these people as tools to, to push their own, you know, like virtue signaling, their own, their own righteousness. When these people actually need help, they need doctors, they need pastors, they need priests, I don't care. Pick one. They need somebody. I don't care. Catholic church, Baptist church, get them into one. All right, I don't care. Get them something away from this. And my buddy asked me a question the other day, and it's I guess, and I ended up going and looking on social media, and this is a something kind of popular moving around, and that's that when demons spoke in the, in the New Testament, did they speak in plural, like? Uh, somebody today would say they and them and as their pronouns and yes, it's true. When Jesus cast out the demon from the uh, the naked man who chains couldn't bind, and there was one demon spoke It was singular, and then it was a legion or it was a it was a mass multitude of demons inside. Yes, multitude under one. Yes. When you look at the Greek, it's in plural form. It sure is. So, is there any correlation or causation to that? To, uh, to the they, them, and this? I mean, it's it's plausible. It's plausible. I mean, what else would cause somebody to think that there are multiple people inside and that they are a different gender? I think it's mental illness and I think it's spiritual demonic attack. I think it's both. All right. So now to go to the other end of the spectrum, something completely different from this topic, but again, I want to continue praising our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ because it's all about Him, and we got to remember that. I don't want my podcast to be just completely about. It's rather popular when I talk about Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan, or uh, you know drag drag queens or trans you know transsexuals and all that, and I get it. It does need to be called out. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So I want to have this podcast with both. Why not? So if you remember what I said earlier at the beginning of the podcast, is, is that if how can this is a core doctrine of Christianity, right? Jesus is God in the flesh. So how can Jesus be God if he calls the Father God? How can he be God if he calls the Father God? Now this is a popular verse that Jehovah's Witnesses or Islam uses to try to destroy the deity of Christ because Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe Jesus Christ is God and obviously Islam does not as well so here it is this is going to be from the 1995 NASB version in the Bible verses John 20 17. okay Jesus said to her stop clinging to me for I have not yet ascended to the Father But go to my brothers and say to them i am ascending to my father and your father and my god and your god and then in revelation 3 2 be constantly alert and strengthen the things that remain which were about to die for i have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my god so this is two instances where jesus calls god the father god so Does that mean, therefore, he's not God? Well, that's an extremely silly argument, because Trinitarians, we're Trinitarians, right? We believe that, yes, God is God the Father, and Jesus is God the Son, and the Holy Spirit is God the Spirit. But we can easily refute this with Scripture once you just dive into it with just a little bit. And we're going to exegete that passage. So, we're going to exegete the passage. So, who wrote it? So, John. John wrote both, by the way. Revelation and John. Who was he writing to? Who was the context? And what were they trying to portray? So, when John writes John, he has beginnings of the prologue to the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. In Greek, nrk logos, prostantheonel logos, right? So, you have... John starting off his book saying that in the word in the beginning was the word the word was with God the word was God N R K Proston Thios okay so he is telling you right at the front that Jesus is God. That's how he starts with book it's like the conclusion to a movie It's like if you watch a movie where it gives the ending at front and then it shows the story through it. there are movies that do it like that. And that's what John is doing here. So that's his number one statement that he starts off with. And then he says something interesting here in John 1, 14. The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. So what does that mean? Who's the Word? The Word is Jesus. The Word became flesh. Well, if you go to Jeremiah 32, 27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult for me? This was God the Father speaking. So if God the Son becomes flesh, and Jesus did not call God the Father God, just based upon that simple criteria of what Jeremiah said here, that I just read to you, then Jesus would be contradicting what God the Father said in Jeremiah. So because the word became flesh God father is God over all flesh and that is the role That Jesus took as a servant He came to earth as a servant Isaiah 53 Isaiah 52 through 53 God the son came as a servant So Jesus humbled himself came as a servant Became flesh still had two natures Fully God and fully man, but he was a man. He was tired. He got he had to sleep got hungry Had to cut his fingernails lost his baby teeth had to learn to walk talk read Which he does know he did does read we read that in in the Gospels We he read the Isaiah scroll so he had to learn things but he still had the nature of God it's called a hypostatic union fully God and fully man so if the word becoming flesh does not proclaim God as God then Jesus would be in a direct conflict with Jeremiah 32 and therefore he would not be sinless but in rebellion and Jesus is a sinless lamb who came to serve to be a servant here's another key point when you look at the book of Hebrews I believe written by Paul we don't know the author per se but for that's for a whole nother discussion but I do believe was written by Paul but anyways it was inspired by the Holy Spirit that's all it matters God the Father calls God the Son God as well so we read it Hebrews 1 8 but regarding to the son he says this is the father speaking your throne God is forever and ever And the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of his kingdom. Notice, God the Father says that the throne is his sons, which he obviously shares with him. Throne, singular, singular throne. Who can sit on the throne but God? And the Holy Spirit comes to the throne as well. I believe I've already done a podcast on that, or at least mentioned it the the, uh, living waters flow from the throne. Nothing can be God sent the Holy Spirit. Okay? God sent the Holy Spirit. Where does God sit? So God, the Holy Spirit had to be in God on the throne and nothing can sit on the throne but God. So that's just by deductive reasoning and again Revelation speaks about the spirit of the living waters coming from the throne but anyways so that's just a quick breakdown of that and that's why we're Trinitarians but anyways so notice here God calls the sun God Theos G-O-D not lowercase not Elohim none of that Theos not what cults like to use as, as simpler or weaker what they believe to be titles of God he calls them Theos This is God the Father speaking. Your throne. That's possessive. Your throne. Your kingdom. His kingdom. This is God the Father speaking about his son. So if we're going to be consistent here, and someone is going to say, like a Muslim, that because God, the son, calls God the Father God, then that means he can't be God, well, this blows up in your face. And again, like we discussed earlier, the book of Jeremiah speaks about all flesh is under God. And, I mean, this is the beauty of Jesus, y'all. This is the beauty of Jesus. Okay? Think about it. Just think about it. This is incredible to think about. It's mind-boggling to think about. The Bible says Jesus is the creator of all things, Colossians. He's the creator of all things. All things are made by Him and through Him. All things all things. So he couldn't be a creature by the way if he created all things. Right? All things are by him and through him. But the second person in the Trinity decided on his own will, on his own accord to please the Father to come down in human flesh. talked about this on my Easter podcast. It's absolutely mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. Look, just look at space like we're discovering that there's a black hole one of them travels like a third of the speed of sound or something some new found black hole all these wild out I mean all these galaxies and planets that are just everywhere all this every hint of life everything is held up by him everything everything and he came into flesh and died and rose again for you I don't it's so wild and beautiful and I just can't comprehend it sometimes but I believe it and here, here's another contradiction because you always whenever you, you listen to people try to discredit the Lord you gotta just like a cop you need to understand if there's any type of ulterior motive so and what's what's ironic is that Islam Muslims will attack the Gospel of John because it's, it's pretty much the highest Christology book there is out of the Gospels. All four Gospels, right? The synoptic Gospels and the Book of John, right? They'll attack the Gospel of John the most because it does scream the, the most of Jesus Christ Christ's deity. Of course, you can find it in all three of the other, uh, all three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's so easy to find. It's so easy. Maybe I'll do a podcast on it, but it's just, it's... I did, I did one on my YouTube channel. You all want to look it up. There's people much better than me that, that can show this. It's it's so easy. But yeah, the Gospel of John just bleeds out Jesus is God. And they'll attack that and, and talk about how it's there's not reliability and all this other stuff. But then they quote it to try to prove a point. So how can you say a source is not reliable but then use that as a source? <laughs> it's absolutely stupid as, as police officers we talk about is the integrity of a statement if someone's integrity is gone from a statement then we can no longer use that as a statement that's the whole thing like if a cop's caught lying in court he loses he's pretty much done as a police officer because there's no there's no integrity in his statement same way in court if someone says something and then contradicts himself And loses integrity of statement that person is thrown out It's no longer reliable witness. So how can anyone in Islam use this as an argument about? Oh well, but look here, Jesus said this. So this part of the book of John is true, even though they can't exegete the passage, and I just easily proved how dumb of an argument it is. Well, we'll use this as a verse, but we're not going to use the entirety of John. But this part is true because it agrees with a 700-year later writing from an illiterate slave owner named Muhammad, or his his, his boys wrote it because he he couldn't write, but he got from the from the angel Gabriel right in a cave. So there's there's no type of like any logical explanation or there's no integrity in that it's just it's just foolishness so in conclusion you know jesus is god <laughs> don't don't buy anheuser bush shouldn't be getting drunk anyways all right you can have a couple beers i think i'm pretty sure the scripture's sound on that but don't be getting drunk right it's, the bible commands us not to get drunk but if you are to drink your one or two beers a day don't buy any Heiser Busch. Let's let this uh let's push with our improve something, a point with our money. If we have to, let's do it. And uh Jesus is God in the flesh. What a silly argument. And I'm gonna, you know, continue to do these throughout my podcast. And I wanted to talk about both. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you for listening. And God bless you in Jesus' name.